This is a Diet of Brussels. What are supranationalism and intergovernmentalism? Now, uh, I'm going to freely admit that that doesn't sound like the most thrilling of titles, and you might want to be skipping over that uh, if you're just reading it. But since you persisted and we've got a full 15 seconds in, let's uh, give it a go. One of the difficulties that people often have uh, when looking at the EU is trying to unpick the different elements that are going on. That uh, They see a lot of things uh, that uh, they have trouble disaggregating. And always one of the ideas of this podcast has been about trying to help with that process. And with that in mind, I just want to give uh, you some concepts that can help you find your way through. Now, this first pair of intergovernmentalism and supranationalism are really useful. In essence, uh, they describe the two main ways in which you can arrange uh, interactions between states. So let's imagine we've got uh, two states. Uh, Let's call them black and white, uh, just for uh, visual clarity uh, in this oral podcast. Uh, they want to do something together. They've got some kind of uh, collaboration they want to or engage on, some kind of project. Now, the simplest way, the most obvious way, is that each of them sends a representative, uh, and those representatives meet together, one white, one black, and they reach some kind of agreement. Now, that model is an intergovernmental model, so it's between governments. So the uh, the central activity, the joint activity, is one which is Uh, decided upon by the representatives of the two countries. Now, the second way is uh, what we would call a supranational one, which is instead of uh, having an institution centrally that uh, represents or brings together the views of the black and the white country, they instead appoint people, presumably from that country, uh, those countries, to uh, make decisions on behalf of the two countries together, to look at the joint uh, interests, uh, the overall interests of those two countries. So you might, uh, if you want to have a, a kind of a visual cue of that, you might think about this central institutions as grey, that it's a mixture of black and white, but it's neither one nor the other. Now that model is what we would term a supranational model. Uh, It sits above the level of the state, uh, but yet it's still connected to the state. Now, those two concepts are really uh, embodied very clearly in the way that the EU works. The intergovernmental model is, uh, I think we could argue, the core of the system that all decisions are approved by member states, meeting together with national representatives in the Council uh, of the EU. So that's national ministers going and speaking for their country, for their government. So pretty much everything that goes through uh, Europe uh, or through the EU goes through the Council and also through its uh, central uh, steering body, the European Council, where heads of state and government come together to kind of set out the strategic direction. But around that, you also have supranational institutions. So you have a European Parliament that is made up of MEPs who are elected in national constituencies, but who sit not in national blocks, but in uh, ideological families, so centre-left, centre-right, uh, conservatives, Eurosceptics, things like that. So 
there the decision making is made uh, not really on national basis but rather on a supranational one. Similarly, you've got the Commission, which is the institution that proposes legislation. Now there, you've got a, a commissioner from each country, but they don't represent their country. They're specifically prohibited from that in the treaties. Instead, they represent the European interest. And so they're the ones who propose legislation, who try and uh, uh, help coordinate the activities of the other institutions. And likewise, you've got the court, uh, which has uh, justices from uh, each of the member states, but who, again, don't represent their country. Now, just with that one concept, we can see already how the two things, uh, the two concepts sit together. It's one of the reasons why people, I think, often feel a bit uh, challenged by the way that the EU works, that uh, they see institutions in Brussels uh, and tend to think that all of them are... Uh, driven by uh, other people. Actually, uh, those institutions are either speaking, uh, have institutionalised voices for their member state or for other interests, whether that's an ideological one or a European interest. 